0: Jeepers Cripes, it's the Kripes Cast. played the intro. So
1: roll out the barrel and get the band brewing. life got you down. Just keep her moving.
0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Kripes Cast, presented by Jolly Good Soda. I'm your host, Charlie Behrens. How's everyone doing? Having a good uh, New Year's Eve, slash New Year's Day, slash week after New Year's. I suppose if you're listening to this next week, there's a good chance you've already Broken um, half or all of your New Year's resolution. So, congrats on that, uh, Charlie. Don't be so pessimistic. I won't. Uh, here's my New Year's resolution. It's to shovel uh, the driveway and the sidewalk right away. Because I was out last night uh, shoveling, and this was ooh, about a day after the snow. I know. I'm probably. I think I might get fined for not shoveling the walk in time. Is that a thing? I guess we'll find out. I'm in a new place, so. I guess we'll. I don't know the rules here. We'll 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 figure it out. But here's the deal. Obviously, that you know when you're shoveling and when the snow is kind of around, you know, twenty-eight between twenty-eight to thirty-two degrees, it can melt a little bit. And then they throw the salt on the uh, street, and so that helps it melt more. So what happens is the snow over by the mouth of the driveway gets so heavy if you wait. And then you have to get rid of it, but it's really at the expense of your back. And my back is killing right now. I'm walking around like an old man. And I got to get, I'm, I'm in the market for a new snowblower. So if you have any recommendations, hit me up. Um, I've been looking at the Torah ones. Those look pretty cool. So, uh, but anyway, my shovel is, it's a nice shovel. It's a steel shovel, but, you know, just getting the leverage and the movement Uh, my back is in so much pain. So anyway, that's my New Year's resolution. Thanks for um, not asking and sorry for telling if you weren't interested. But uh, we had a fun week this week. Uh, We put out New Year's resolutions 2020 versus 2021. You know, in 2020, I remember, I don't know how it was for you, but I remember, oh, that's Max. Max is sitting right next to me. um, Editing. Uh, We're doing a uh, uh, Man to Minute special report that's coming out now uh i know i'm all over the place but bear with me but anyway i don't know if you saw the clip the badgers were celebrating their win in the duke's mayo bowl uh what's it called duke's what duke's i i can never remember all the names of all the bowls but it, it yeah so it was the duke's mayo bowl um mertz is dancing with the trophy And, you know, he's actually not a bad dancer for, uh, you know, a quarterback. And, uh, but then he drops the trophy and it it was unfortunate because it totally crashed and broke into a thousand pieces. It was hilarious. So anyway, we're doing a special report on that. What was I talking about before this? Oh yeah, resolutions. We did a resolution video. um, And in 2020, I had so many hopes, so many resolutions. And now this year, you know uh my resolu my the best resolution i've i've given come up with so far is improve my shoveling uh so you know that that's how you have it all right charlie are you going to get to the guest or are you going to keep rambling no my guest this week is green bay packers guard tackle and center elton jenkins uh elton and i actually first met uh I don't know a month or two ago we were doing something with the dairy farmers where it was kind of like look in your fridge you know and he's he's playing he's a lineman so he's got a lot of a lot of dairy products in his and so um Anyway, that, that was where we first met. I was like, you should come on the Kripes cast. Glad he did. Uh, really cool guy. He's actually, he's the first Packer in 50 years to start in all those positions. Usually guys on the line, they just play one position, but he has started uh, as a guard, as a tackle, and as a center, um, and... All in the same season. First Packer in like 50 years or something to do that. He's also been selected for the Pro Bowl, and it's just his second season. Uh, So we had a great conversation. We talked about, you know, everything from – uh, what it, what it's like sort of behind the curtain at the Packers in the locker room? Oh, pranks with Aaron Rodgers that was that was fun to hear. Uh, you know these guys protect Aaron Rodgers all game long, so they've got a very unique relationship with him. So it was cool to get insight on that. Also, I say it's cool a lot. I I noticed that when I edit these podcasts, so many <laughs> we were talking about just changing the name of the podcast to that's interesting, that's cool because that's sort of my knee jerk phrase uh, when people. Say something. Uh, usually, I edit it out uh, so you don't have to listen to it. But um, you know, I just want to just want to let you know that uh, I'm, I'm making this conversation for the most part easier for you to listen to. Um, Okay, what else did we talk about? Oh, we talked about what it's like moving from Mississippi to Wisconsin. Uh, Alan's a Mississippi boy. And, uh, you know, food's different. The culture's different. The weather's different. So just getting... And, oh, by the way, we got a ice fishing date on the books. And what I loved about Elton is he says, after we win the Super Bowl. After the Super Bowl parade, he said, we would go ice fishing. So it's always great hearing that confidence coming from Uh, Green Bay Packers guard slash tackle slash center and um, um, we talk about a lot more including dance moves his dance moves uh, and then I tell him about mine which are pretty awful pretty atrocious but anyway I just want to thank all of you for listening to the Cripes cast before we get to the interview and I want to thank you so much for your comments and commenting on the podcast and rating the podcast and if you haven't done that please do that that really helps us out Quite a bit it helps us uh, keep this thing in the uh, I don't know, what do you call them, Max? The pot- podcast charts is that what it helps with? Everybody says just ask people to comment and to rate. So I don't know why they ask, but I really appreciate when you do it. And it's great reading your comments because that it helps shape the show. So, alrighty, that's enough chit chat. Uh, here's my conversation with Elton Jenkins. <laughs> I was looking at your Instagram and in your stories right now. That's a pretty good way to train your dog <laughs> with, the, with the remote control car. Did that dog get that car for Christmas?
1: I've um, been had the car. I had got it for him when he was probably like six months just for like exercise. And ever since then, he's been like trying to bite at it. Like we'll go outside, he'll chase it. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. yeah. He really enjoyed it. How
0: has he not destroyed that thing yet?
1: Because <laughs> every time, like, he'll pick it up, and i tell him to put it down. So, you know, try to get him up off of it a little bit. <laughs> yeah.
0: What's his name?
1: Draco. What kind of dog is he? He's American bully. American
0: bully. Nice. Do you you work out with him? Do you go running with him? Or is he just chased around the
1: car, around the house? <laughs> uh, he really just chased around the car. He got a babysitter, so she take him um, on walks, and. Once we back down south, then I would like do more stuff with him. But now his babysitter really handled all that. Yeah, yeah. What's
0: your place like down south?
1: I stay, well, right now I'm staying with my mom. Um, she stay like out in the country a little bit. Um, so I haven't just got a house down there yet, but just, I'm staying with her now. Nice.
0: Yeah, Mississippi. So you're from Mississippi. What was it like coming from Mississippi to Wisconsin?
1: Man, honestly, man. Mississippi and Wisconsin, kind of, kind of similar. I I I'd say, like, as far as like land and things, like just the agriculture and stuff like that. So it really wasn't a culture shock coming. The mm-hmm. only thing really was different between here in Mississippi. I say was, I mean, it's like the cold weather and snow and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, the, the cold you you can't quite avoid that, but it gets hot down Mississippi, so it's probably a trade off. <clears throat> it's probably yeah, yeah. brutal in the summers down there.
1: Yeah, I think like right now it's like sixty degrees. Oh, geez. Yeah,
0: Yeah. now's the time to go. So you've been here two years, so, like, take a game, like, against Tennessee. It's not like you're that used to the cold, even though you've played here two years, but, like, it doesn't get that cold till December. So do you feel like you have an advantage against a a team like Tennessee when it gets that
1: cold, when it's snowing, like you personally? Yeah, most definitely. Um, Just practicing in the the cold itself um, every week. Throughout the week, it helped me out a lot um, during game day because like, I'm kind of more adapted to it than, than our opponent. Because you can tell, like, from the last game, the Tennessee on uh, time, they players, you know, they kept on complaining about how cold it was. And you can tell they really didn't want to tackle our running back. So and we, we practicing in there every day, I feel like we get, it gives us more of an advantage. Yeah, definitely.
0: Definitely. Hey, congrats on making the Pro Bowl, man. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, appreciate that, man.
0: Were you expecting that? I mean, this is your second year. That's not typical for uh, just getting the Pro Bowl your second year, you know, as a lineman and all that.
1: I feel like I deserved it, but I didn't think it was going to come as soon as it did. Um, When I heard it, I was like, I was kind of surprised. I was surprised myself. The GM called and told me that I was in and I was going to be like, I was a um, starter in the Pro Bowl too. Also, like, I was real surprised.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Starting too, but I mean, it it makes sense. I mean, you're you're playing incredible, and like, what is it? You're the first Packer in like what fifty years or something to to start uh, in in three different positions,
1: right? Yes, yeah. Since like 1970, the AFL NFL merger or something. They be saying they say I was the first Packer. Yeah, since like 1970. So I was stoked about hearing that. But yeah, I'm, I'm very happy though.
0: Yeah, but I mean so you, you guard, tackle and center, what's uh was which one's your favorite?
1: I mean I get that question a lot. Um I'll say any probably any interior um position, but I don't think Well, I think I can go well, I know I can go out there and play tackle too, but I'll say I I can see more in any interior position though. Got you, got you.
0: I you've got obviously a big job you know, protecting Rodgers, everybody on the opposite side of the ball really just wants nothing more than to uh, put him in the ground. What kind of pressure does that put on you uh, every game? In our
1: locker room, it's a standard, you feel me? So we all play to a certain standard knowing that every game we're going to go out there and give our best. Um, and I and I know 12, you give 12 time, you give Aaron Rodgers time, you know, he'll go out there and make the, make the passes, make the completions that we need to win the game. So, I wouldn't say pressure. It's just me, like the standard. My own standard is like not allowing pressure, not allowing sacks, and you know most definitely not allowing our quarterback to get hit in any type of way. So I wouldn't say pressure, but it's a it's an honor to just go out there and you know protect well too. yeah
0: yeah now you got you got the uh the bears coming up and the bears are kind of like controlling their destiny here they're sort of like if they win i think there are a couple ways for them to get in to the playoffs packers have a chance to like beat the bears kick them out of the playoffs i think there's a chance that that could happen so the stakes i guess what i'm trying to say are higher for the bears on paper but how does it feel being a player in this situation
1: um, I feel like this is a must-win game for us, too. Um, we want the one seed to have that first week by, so us winning this game is solidify that. Um, and us losing, it gives it give other teams to, depending on how everything works out, it give them a chance to solidify that um, by too. So I feel like this is a must-win game for us, too, Um, and it'll also be good for us to, to eliminate the barriers while securing that number one seed. So um, just us doing our job, controlling what we control, going out there, executing, you know, getting the job done.
0: For Packers fans, like sort of, you know, the hatred for the Bears and the Bears' hatred for the Packers is something that goes back so far. You're, you know, it's your second year as a Packer, but how long did it take for that, we'll call it hatred for the Bears, to really solidify
1: in your soul? Um, I'll probably say that first game. You know, we played yeah. last year. We played the Bears. The first game, I think it was like the 100th game of the, I think of us, meeting or something like that. And man, just being in a stadium, seeing how they crowd um, was and how they were so into the game. And then once we won, you can you just can see all over social media and see how the fans and everything reacted to it. So I was like, man, this is really a big game, and you know, on both sides. And just um, walking around, being around Green Bay. Everybody always say, you know, go ahead, go, make sure you beat the Bears, um, and all the hatred and stuff they got for the Bears. But I feel like it just gives us an um, extra edge, extra push, just to go out there and make sure that we do beat them and beat them in a good um, fashion.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, what's it, What's it like walking around Green Bay? it like, where do you Where do you live out there? What What part of town? And then, do you go out and about a lot?
1: Um. Well, last year, all this, all these things right here was happening last year. Um. Just like. After a game or something, I'll go probably to the bar or something. And then, like, Bears week, once we beat when we beat the Bears at home last week, just going out and just, you know, everybody's so stoked about us just um, doing, you know, being the Bears. So, just and walking around Green Bay, I feel like now, this being my second year, people's just starting to notice me more and stuff like that. So, just being out, people, you know, all oh, you Elton Jenkins, hey, and all that, as it to last year, people didn't really know me. So, I just can go around. And, you know, lay low without doing anything. Yeah, nine no more.
0: Now no, now you're in the Pro Bowl. <laughs> Although it's kind of nice now because you got the mask on, so you can kind of be a little bit inconspicuous or whatever. All right. <laughs> well, where do you guys go to the bars after the game? Like when the bars are – when it's not COVID, what's the go-to bar after the game?
1: Um, we'll go downtown. And they last year they opened up a club called um, Club 920 – um, we went there probably like three or four times, um, last year. Um, it was, they had, we had rented out like the session part and it was a nice session part. Um, I really, we enjoyed it. Nice.
0: Uh, so, you, so you're not, you're not a bar guy. You're more of a club guy. Is that fair to say?
1: Uh, probably 50, 50. I wouldn't say club or bar, okay. probably 50, 50. Yeah, okay. I don't mind. I don't mind stepping in bars, you know, getting a little drink, chill. And then sometimes, you know, I like to get gnarly, man. Just go go to a party, go crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Are you, are you a dancer? It depends. It depend on how many shots I had. All right. Well,
0: how many shots do you need to become a dancer? I mean, you're a lineman. That's, it's gotta be a lot of shots.
1: Just not really. I'm really, I'm really not a drinker. Um, I'll probably, if I can get two cups, like a two cups of Casamigos and then probably like four shots, well, probably about two shots. Oh, jeez. You know, I'm on it. And I'm on a dance floor, kinda of going like going crazy.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. What's your go to move on the on the dance floor? I tend to bite my bottom lip and just uh miss every single rhythmic element to the song. That's my go to dance move. So, you know, very white guy on the dance floor. Uh, I've perfected those moves. What's your go to?
1: It depend on it de- really depends on the vibe. But I'll say my go to probably be the running man, you know. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I hit the random man before I hit anything.
0: Do you get on uh a TikTok
1: or anything like that?
0: Any any TikTok ambitions?
1: When COVID first started, I got on TikTok and I made I probably made like three three or four different TikToks, but other than that, oh. I didn't get back on.
0: I'll tell you this much, it's definitely a waste of time, uh, as somebody who's on it himself. But uh Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Some guys that's their thing though. They they love doing the dances or whatever, so You
1: got a lot of TikToks.
0: Uh, I got some, I kind of, yeah. you got to dump some videos on it. I'd prefer less places that I have to make videos for at this point, but you know, yeah. that's, that's how I But hey, you know any, anywhere people are, it's fun to make videos to try and entertain them a little bit. But uh, yeah. so we first met doing the what's in your fridge thing, like with the dairy stuff uh, for right. people who don't know that. Do you think that the cheese intake in Wisconsin is everything it's living up
1: to be? Oh yeah, most definitely. Especially like going to different stores, like man, you see so many, so many different varieties of cheese. Like it's crazy. Um, I had went to a, I went to a store probably not not too far off Mason. I forgot what it's called, but like the amount of cheese and different variety of cheese in there, like I never seen it. I was like, people really love their cheese here in Wisconsin. Like yeah, like,
0: yeah, it's it's a uh, it's an interesting thing. What is like the meal? in Mississippi that you can't get up here and you wish you could.
1: For me probably soul food. Mm-hmm. Like me being here um in Wisconsin um missing my mama's soul food, just her cooking um on those Sundays or her coming to my college town and cooking and all that and her being so far so the soul food most definitely. When she cooked soul food, what is she what is she got going? Um, she got cabbage, the yams, cornbread, the turkey necks, um dressing, turkey, ham, there's a lot of stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have you found a good soulful place in Green Bay at all? No, I haven't. No, That's you, what
1: you don't should, yeah. You That's should put down, down
0: to Milwaukee. Though. There's some good good spots out in Milwaukee for that. You all like right. the soulful? food? Yeah, actually not far from where I'm at right now. There are a couple of good spots. Next time you come down, give me a call. We'll, we'll go uh to, you know, the three spots I know. We'll do a taste test. Probably three 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 decent spots, but you know.
1: Yo, yeah. You should try it out.
0: Yeah, how about um how about fish fries? You get into those things at all?
1: Oh, yeah. Um love fish fries. That's that's really one of the it's really one of the, like, the main things people do down south. Get with your family on um, fish frying, you know, listen to blues. Mm-hmm. Just cook it up, you know, chill out.
0: Yeah, you fish at all?
1: No, I haven't. I went fishing one time in my life. Want to want to do more fishing, want to do more adventurous things, but just really was into, like, mainly football and sports and stuff like that growing up.
0: Yeah, yeah. So when did you start playing football?
1: I was six years old. I remember, like, it was yesterday. Um, in the car with my mom, just seeing all the seeing all the little kids out there. And I was like, Mom, I want to play football. And she um, pulled over, and she knew the guy who was coaching the Little League team. He, he used to coach my uncle back in the day. So she went and talked to him. And my first position I tried to play was tight end. And and he was like, no, nah, you too big to be a tight end. And then I, my mom was like, she wanted the ball in my hands. He was like, okay, so we in practice. I go out for a route. He told me to run a fly route, quarterback throw it. I had got past the safeties and everything. I remember, it. like quarterback threw it and I missed it. And ever since then, I've been playing <laughs> offensive line, <and> defensive line. <laughs> Probably the best pass you missed. Yeah. <laughs> I think.
0: Well, I think you found your your calling. But I, how are your hands? Can you can you catch well now or no?
1: Yeah, most of them I can catch. You no, know? I can do it all. Catch, yeah. throw. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you need me to do. <laughs>
0: well, yeah. I read. I read uh, somewhere that you were talking about doing quarterback. Yeah, break a couple of records. Wait, you actually broke a couple records as quarterback?
1: No, I haven't. But I'm saying uh, you're just me, this is you're putting yeah.
0: this out there into the universe.
1: Yeah, just to make sure they know that if I ever decide to play quarterback, of course, uh, you know, top five.
0: Right now, you've already started in three positions. It's only your second season, so if we keep doing this math and extending it over the next few years, you're going to be playing tight end. You're going to be playing quarterback. You're going to be playing, you know, wide out the whole deal. So I'm, I'm yeah. excited to see it. Uh, That'd be crazy. Are there any trick plays? And you probably can't even answer this, but I'm going to ask Gamley. Are there any trick plays
1: where you end up throwing the ball? No. You no. Know? I, I, no. I wish. <laughs> hey, that's a hard no. I should talk to Lafleur about putting it in.
0: You absolutely should. Tell. T- <laughs> you know, just tell him, I says, that you got to get, you got to touch the ball at least one time this year. You know, coach. Sure, he really listens to me, totally. Should 100%. we name it the Charlie B play? Yes, yes, the Charlie oh. B play. Let's do it. Let's do oh, it. I, <laughs> I I'm in it. You start playing when you're six, you learn that you're not, <laughs> you miss a big catch. <laughs> so now you're on the line. And was it, uh, was it just like, it felt better on the line for you? Were you happy with that or were you
1: disappointed at first? Man, I was I was disappointed. Like I played I played offensive line, defense line. Like, I like I like defensive line, but I, well at the time I like defensive line. I like offensive line now, obviously. But um, yeah. at at the time I was like, man, I do not want to play an offensive line. So once I got to middle school, I tried off the linebacker. They put me back on the offensive <laughs> line, but I plan. I was also playing defensive line. So when I got to high school, I knew that I was going to play offensive line, but I was also excelling at defensive line too. So um, I was trying to get scholarship scholarships as a defensive lineman at first. And when I went to a camp in Mississippi, in, at Mississippi State, I was trying out for a defensive lineman. And once we started doing one-on-ones, they moved me to offensive linemen. I just ex- started excelling at that. And, like, they offered me – and they've been history from there –
0: so it's like every single level you've been at, you've tried to not play offensive line, and now you're playing all of the offensive line.
1: Right. You're it's right. kind crazy.
0: of crazy. So did, at some point you just said, okay, now this is my scholarship. This is where I'm playing. I mean, would you still pl- go play defensive line if you could?
1: Yeah, they need me to break off a couple of pass rushes or something like that, just sell me in on third down, go rush the quarterback. You know, I probably can get back there. You know. Yeah. You know. <laughs> What
0: what's what's more likely? You playing uh defensive line or you playing uh tight end or quarterback?
1: I feel like more likely it'd be tight end. Just being oh, yeah. For real. yeah, Yeah. More yeah. likely. <laughs>
0: I, I wanna see that. We're we're putting a lot out in this. I think something's gonna happen. I'm feeling good
1: about it. Yeah, you gotta put it out in the universe. Make sure everybody hear it. Everybody yeah. see it. <laughs> yeah.
0: How are you uh hanging with COVID and all that stuff? What have you what have you been up to? How have you been, you know, trying to cut loose and enjoy yourself?
1: And just staying out the way, um, you know, trying to do what's right for the team. Make sure, you know, I'm not doing anything out the ordinary where it would affect the team and the things that we got going on. So just being in the house, going to the facility, probably picking up food or getting food ordered than that, Just staying out the way.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess that makes sense because it's sort of like with COVID, you can't really go out and then you can't really do too much. Like outside of practicing football, right? Because you probably have it in your contract that you can't like go ice skate or anything like that. Is that true? Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, different like different things. Ice skating, um, I think skating, and just more extraneous sports where you can where you more liable to get hurt. Um, yeah, all this in our contract that we can't do.
0: Yeah, you can't go skiing or anything at one of the garbage dumps. They turned into a ski hill, huh? Yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, you're missing out, man. Can you not do that in the off season either?
1: No, we can't. We can't. Wow. Like, yeah. Have you Have you ever went skiing before?
0: yeah i'm really bad at it i didn't grow up skiing so i went first time i went i was like 18 or something i i went off a jump thinking like i've i've been on roller skates like i can yeah. it, it's the same thing right and then no it was not the same thing i ate it uh, it's a good thing i was wearing a helmet yeah you ever been skiing
1: no i haven't as a as a wisconsin like what what was things y'all did that you what was things y'all did like growing up that you that we probably didn't do down south
0: yeah I, okay so i mean ice fishing how about that never did that okay is that in your contract can you do that
1: i feel like i can yeah i can do ice fishing they
0: got yeah. good ice fishing right on the bay of green bay how long are you in town after the season ends
1: um you're like i'm getting after, out <laughs> yeah yeah so it depends like when we win the super bowl you know we probably gonna have a parade so don't be here more than probably more than the norm so I'll say probably two to three weeks or a month after I'll oh, say so two to three weeks I won't say a month but
0: all right I love first of all I love how you said when we win the Super Bowl which is perfect so after the parade for the Super Bowl we'll go ice fishing okay all right, so man. that's definitely like the thing that for sure you're not doing in Mississippi that I can tell you for sure you don't get okay. ice at all down you might get like a little bit for like half a day on a lake is that true or we we, it doesn't get any thicker than that does it
1: it's it probably not going prop the lake probably not going freeze how how it do um up here snow probably every five years or something like that gotta go
0: ice fishing so there's ice fishing there's hunting you ever been hunting um no i haven't Yeah, I do
1: snowmobiles here,
0: don't I? Snowmobiles. Yeah, that's definitely in your contract that you can't get on one of those
1: things. Definitely.
0: Definitely can't do that. (laughs) Dude, those things are so dangerous. My dad, uh, like his neighbors had one, or maybe they had one or something. They fixed it up and then just took it right into the bridge first time out. So those things are Mm. crazy dangerous. At least that's my interpretation of it. I don't know. Some people seem to ride them safe, but I bet you I'd find a way to crash it. But uh yeah, so all the all those snow and outdoor sports, I guess, those are kind of the main ones. After you win the Super Bowl,
1: we're going ice fishing. But, and then we'll cook the fish. Do you cook? Uh just a little bit. We probably only probably gonna leave that up to you though. It looks like yeah. you can cook.
0: All I do is I just bread it and then throw it in the deep fryer. That's it. Oh, but,
1: if, if if we fry it, yeah, most definitely I can cook. All right, I'll catch it. You cook it. What kind of fish? What kind? Do y'all have catfish down here?
0: Oh yeah. Well, we got okay. catfish, uh, catfish, walleye, perch, bass. Got it all. Yeah. But you okay, like catfish?
1: Okay. Yeah, catfish. Catfish is
0: good. They actually so they do this thing. I bet you they do it down Mississippi too. In the Mississippi River, west side of the state. You can go noodling. I think that's the only place I know where you can do it. But you ever, you know what noodling is? No, I don't. (laughs) Some people just go bare arm, but you just put your arm in a hole and the catfish sit in the hole and then they bite your hand and then Mm. you grab them and bring them up. And that's how you catch the catfish. Uh, Yeah. I never heard of, of that. Yeah, it's kind of messed up, but it's also a good way to get some catfish. Oh, folks, excuse the interruption, but I want to tell you about cheese, brothers. Now, if you're trying to connect with your loved ones during the COVID, the gosh darn COVID and whatnot, but you can't do it in person, send them the gift of love. Send them cheese. And Cheese Brothers has over 100 years of family experience delivering great cheese from local Wisconsin farmers right to your doorstep. You know, this is a way everyone says support small local farmers, support, you know, the little guys. And, and this is a great way to do it. And when you use Cripes 10, that's Cripes one zero, you get 10% off your order for Cheese Brothers cheese. So head on over to Cheese Brothers real quick once. And keep her moving. And also, folks, I want to tell you about something fun I did this week with my Jolly Good Sour Power, a.k.a. my old-fashioned elixir. Okay, so it snowed out, as I says in the intro. And it snowed a lot. And I I looked at Jolly Good's Instagram, and what they did is they took one of their sodas and they mixed it with snow. And then I says, ooh, that looks good. It's like a slushy." And then I says, could I do that with an old-fashioned? And then I said, snow-fashioned. So this is what you do. When it snows out, put some put some glasses out. Let the snow fall into the glass, okay? Pre-muddle your cherry and your orange. Let the snow fall into the glass. Put some bitters on the snow when there's enough snow in there, okay? Bitters on the snow, and then pour the brandy in. Pour your floater in, and holy smokes, ladies and gentlemen, it's called a snow-fashioned. Is it better than old-fashioned? I don't know, but it's got brandy in it, so who cares? Uh, also, it's got that jolly good sour power, uh, which is really good because I like my old fashions sour because I'm adventurous. Okay, back to the podcast. What sort of your thoughts on the season going
1: forward? How are you feeling against the Bears? How you feeling in the playoffs? I feel like we have a chance. Um, everybody, do, everybody do what they got to do. The way our defense played last week and the way the offense um, played, and then the way the special team play was also good. Just being out there um playing good all three phases, making sure we're not hurting ourselves, hurting ourselves and nothing like that. I feel like we have a good chance, a great chance to go out of
0: the way. like so like you you have to do press and all that sort of stuff. And we're doing an interview now. Do they like give you guidelines for things like you can and can't say, like, do you have to keep it in, you know, in a certain realm or is it?
1: Honestly, you, you really learn those things in college, your college coach. Well, me personally, my college coach, like it's certain things you don't say to the media Certain things you can't like during the week, you can't say if people ask questions that you don't want to, like, you don't want to answer. You just lead it on to another, like you just, you know, lead it on to another answer or guide it onto something else. So um, I learned all things in college uh, from my coaches is, is there is there,
0: like, a specific coach that, like, teaches you how to talk to the media?
1: No. Nah, it's when every year, well, in college every year when we went in, um, we probably had, like, an hour, probably an hour, two hours, some lecture just telling, like, the way, no, the way the media talk and they trying to get things out of you. Um, especially, like, media that, like, football media, people that – so, I've been mean, solely focused on football. They try to get things like throughout the week where they can get the um, upper scoop on people. Yeah. And you just got to know how to, you know, reword or answer their question in a different way. What's the most annoying question you get from the media? I don't feel like anybody asks me an annoying question, but a question that I get a lot is I can play every position wet position would you rather play the most. <laughs> that and that was
0: my first question, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a question
1: that's a that's a question that I get a lot. Like anytime I talk to people, they'd be like, all right, you know, you can play every position. What position would you want to play the most? I'd be like, ah, I wanna play this. but I know I can play this too. So then I'd be like, uh I play this so I gotta settle with this answers But honestly, man, I feel like I can play all positions at a high level too. So but I feel like the right, I didn't say the right answer, but the right answer is to say the interior position, I guess.
0: So it's an annoying question because, uh, because like you kind of feel like you have to play it politically with like your response because you have obviously your main position, right? Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever like screwed up when you were talking to the press and you said something that you shouldn't have?
1: Yeah, I actually did. What'd you say? (laughs) They got, and, and they got me last week. Um they was like, Oh yeah, you can play every position. Um, what position like what position would you be playing this? They were like, Would you be a pro bowl center, pro bowl guard, pro bowl tackle this on um, week? And before our last game, our center wasn't um they haven't announced to the media that our center be back. So they was like, Yeah, would you be a pro bowl guard, pro bowl center, pro bowl tackle? I was like, Man, I'd probably be a pro bowl pro bowl guard, you never know. But I should have never said that. I should have you no, know, should have just been like, you know, Corey back, but we, we got to see, you know, throughout the week how things go and stuff like that. But other than that, I, I don't, that probably be the only time the media got me. And then you, you, you know, you know, once you say something, you're like, damn, I should have never said that, you know? Because <laughs> yeah.
0: do they come back with like a bunch of follow ups? Like, wait, what'd you say?
1: Yeah, no, like once, once they did it, I seen on Twitter, they was like, the question was, can I mean, we asked Elton what position would he play. He was like, probably pro roll guard. So we're 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 probably going to see Corey Lindsey back at center. I was like, oh man, that got me. <laughs> <laughs> Those tricky, tricky journalists. If you
0: say something like that, are there consequences? Are people like you got to watch it, or is it pretty
1: relaxed? No, nah, nobody ever said anything to me about it. And also, that was my first time ever. Ever doing that, so um, I don't feel like I don't feel like once people say things, or it depends on what you say. They probably like, all right, you shouldn't say this in the media, or you shouldn't do this on our team. I never experienced seeing anyone say anything bad about the media. I mean, say, say anything bad to the media that our coaches had to address in a team meeting or in another um, meeting. Yeah,
0: you've been in Wisconsin for a couple of years now. Have you gotten a chance to like travel around at all to different spots, or do you kind of hang tight to Green Bay?
1: I've been to Milwaukee one time, and I've been to Chicago. But other than I, I've been to both them one time. But other than that, I didn't. Um, I haven't been anywhere else. Got you. What'd you do in Milwaukee? Well, we had went out to a couple bars last year. Nice. Do you like it down there? Yeah. It's all right. It's okay. I, re- I really want to go to a Milwaukee bus game. Um, yeah. When the city opens up.
0: I know. Bakhtiari, when he's down there, he does the beer chugging thing. Uh, how how are your beer
1: chugging skills? Horrible. Really? <laughs> Hor- horrible. Yeah. I'm really not I'm really not a drinker, man. I'd probably be a chug a beer and throw up.
0: There's no uh, trash talking that's going to go on here between you and Bakhtiari right now.
1: No, I'll let him have that. <laughs> I seen 12 try to challenge him, man. He killed 12. And the bridge on uh, chugging, so you guys
0: ripped twelve for his beard chugging skills in the locker room.
1: Yeah, most definitely. We when we came back, <laughs> when we came back from the off season, I think we probably like two weeks straight, everybody was on on his head, ripping them up about it and stuff. <laughs> That's
0: awesome. What, what's what's the dynamic? Because I would think there'd have to be a strong dynamic like off the field for the lineman and the quarterback. Is that true?
1: Yeah. Uh, I love toyo Like off, like on the field, you know the things he do, the way he set up blocks and make us look good, and just off the field, uh, he a real funny guy. You know, he's all, He always coming by the O line room, just um, you know, picking, picking in, see what we doing. Uh, he a real funny guy, though.
0: That's cool. Do you guys mess around with each other, do pranks or anything like that?
1: Yeah. Uh, last year, the way the the, the way the me room was set up, we was more closer to them. So um, they had we had a rookie quarterback in there last year, and they used to always I think set pranks in our room. Well, our room probably smell like um, maneuver one day from them like spraying um, fart spray in there or just just a whole lot of crazy stuff.
0: <laughs> nice, nice. What's what's uh, aside for fart spray? What's the craziest prank that that's gone down?
1: Uh last year for twelve birthday. We it was like late at night. We just went and we had like knocking on his doorbell, singing, singing um happy birthday to him with a cake in our hand. I'd probably say that was like one of the most outrageous things we did. (laughs) That's hilarious.
0: (laughs) Does it get tense in the middle of the game? Like when things aren't going well? Is it what's the mentality like? Is is it, you know, kind of getting down on guys or is it I mean, I don't mean getting down. Obviously, you're not gonna say That, But when it gets heated and it's tight and you got to win and you're getting to the point, what's sort of the dynamic? Is it like tough love or is it really we can do this encouraging type stuff?
1: You saying you saying like when things not going our way or Yeah, when things aren't going your way,
0: is it sort of tough love encouragement on the field or is it like all love? Like like very positive reinforcement or is it like a mix of negative and positive reinforcement?
1: No, I say it's very positive. Um everybody just like, uh right, this you know, this is the standard we play at. Let's go out here, let's let's change things, let's let's turn things around. Just just all positive. Um reinforcement especially like with 12 he more of a you know he he more of a like laid back kind of guy especially like game days. I guess that's why people think he's so cocky or arrogant but he like more laid back you know everybody let's chill let's go out here let's execute play to the standard ain't no it really ain't no pressure let's go out here and do our job man um I feel like that right there it helped our team out a lot just you know what I'm saying just hearing him and other guys like that are just cooling everybody down, making sure that we're not getting ahead of ourselves and, knowing know, we still can go out here and accomplish what we want to accomplish.
0: Yeah. 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 That's
1: cool. Who's the biggest shit talker in the locker room? On the field. I'll probably say I am. Oh, um, are you? Yeah. Yeah. On the field. I talk a lot of noise. Like, like last year I was playing my, um, I was playing one of my friends that play for the Titans. Like we talking the whole game, like, from from the first snap to the last snap, but you know it's all love. i feel like they're just bringing the juice to the game
0: yeah yeah yeah. so so a lot of times when you when you're just talking smack in the middle of the game it's it's kind of like to hype you up and to hype the other guy up to like have more like, fun like what's the purpose i
1: don't know it's just i guess it's just a a good instinct or something like so they'll be talking or something i just be like man shut up anybody trying to hear that or just calling them garbage, calling them trash. You know, just just a whole lot of stuff, just different things, some things I can't say on camera. Yeah, yeah.
0: You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I figured uh, I figured this is the PG version of it.
1: Yeah, so but it get it get especially like when the game's close and things like that it get real it, it get real uh chippy out there. Does
0: it? Cuz you you tend to see that. Even the Bears game, the opening drive of the Bears game I was just rewatching that and there was just so much trash talk that I could see as a viewer from like on that first opening drive. But I suppose that's when guys are like super
1: hyped up. Game just starts and everything, right? Uh kinda, yeah. I say I feel like with me, the first couple plays, you know, you gotta get the jitteries out and stuff like that, making sure making sure you get the the gist of the game. Especially mm-hmm. like this being my second year. I feel like the older guys, they have more of a um they have a more of a gist of the game as soon as it start. But after like the first couple of plays, I'll be like, all right, yo, you know, this the speed, this the way they, this the way they're doing, this is what they doing. and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. That makes sense. Is there somebody in the league that you hate going up against?
1: Nah, it's some, it's some guys that I haven't faced. So I can't, I can't say um, I hate going against them, but it's some guys that I haven't faced, but, um, Looking forward to facing.
0: Anyone in particular?
1: Obviously Aaron. I mean Aaron Donald. You got Chris Jones. I haven't faced them two. Them two of the top five D linemen in the um league. So just just different guys that you know that that come the booger bears of the league that you haven't faced that I haven't faced yet. Um I ready to play them. It's a lot of good guys that I that I face also though. Sure.
0: Oh, definitely, definitely. That you've already faced. What would you say the hardest part of your job is? Which one?
1: What what position?
0: Oh, geez. Now I gotta pick a position. <laughs> your favorite position? How about that?
1: I don't feel like like a well at guard. I'll say opposition. at guard. I don't feel like it's a hard part about it. I can't really just say it's a hard part about guard that you know that I that I don't like at center. The hardest part about playing center is communicating, making sure like once defense has change, they defensive fronts and stuff like that, you gotta you gotta echo and communicate all the line calls um throughout down the line and tackle probably we the pass rushers, like the, the speedy guys, the the guys that like to dip around the edge and stuff like that. Just making sure you're getting out of your stance, making sure everything on point so you can like get back and get the depth that you need to complete a block.
0: How about Snapping the ball in shotgun formation. That looks pretty hard to me.
1: When I first started playing center, it was my junior my going into my junior year in college. And that was like my first time really snapping the ball. So I'm snapping the ball in training camp in um college. And like I'm snapping the ball probably like 30 feet over my my um football coach head, my O line coach head. And he was like and one time he was like far in the back and the ball landed like right there by his foot. Like, as I snapped the ball, and he kicked the ball so far. And then, like, we saw it on film. and It was so funny. But I feel like that, like, when you first start playing center, making sure that you snap the ball and getting the ball to the quarterback is is probably one of the hardest things and one, one of the most overlooked things in the um league.
0: Yeah, because you got to do it consistently. I mean, it's like a golf swing, isn't it?
1: Yeah, especially, like, when people are in front of you, too. You know, you blocking the defensive lineman or something like that. When I first started playing center, center i had a hard i had like a hard time trying to do that yeah like a hard time yeah
0: because you gotta get the ball off and then be right up to block and and right. it, especially i would think if you have like uh, I don't know, a terrifying defensive lineman in front of you or something like that. And you're, you know, you're probably more concerned about him than getting the ball to the quarterback. So is that kind of it? You got to think of those two things.
1: At this level right now, and me being, me playing center for two years in college, now I don't really have, I don't have a problem. It's, it's, it's more of a, a more consistent way, like way more consistent, way more just, you know, second nature with snapping the ball. But at that time, most definitely, like me worrying about, the D lineman in front of me getting the ball to the quarterback, making sure that I read like you're ready for the ball to at least roll and to go over his head because he have a better chance at getting it or it being low than like being too high because if it like how it was my junior year and just snapping like me snapping the ball thirty feet in the air or something like that, like that was not gonna make it, <laughs> like that was not gonna fly.
0: Switching gears for a bit, your your mom when you uh first went by that practice field and you said, I want to play, uh I want to play football. Did did she have any thoughts early on that you were going to make it to the pros? Like she obviously wanted you touching the ball, so she must have had some high thoughts of you, you know. So did did she think have have good hopes for that?
1: Well, like she wanted me to touch the ball. My uncle was a running back in college, so she just I guess she had dreams and aspiration of me scoring touchdowns and stuff like that. But honestly, I didn't I didn't think about the NFL until after probably like the first practice in college. And like, I was like taking sets, move, taking sets and moving and stuff like that. And every, my coach was like, if I do everything I need to do in college, I can, you know, go to the NFL. But I really, and I really wasn't, I was playing football in high school, but college re- really wasn't on my mind. But once I just, Start talking to my coaches, you know, performing, how I was performing and saying, and they were just telling me all the different things I can do. That's when I really started locking in on football.
0: I mean, you're at like the top of your game right now. I mean, you're in, you're in the Pro Bowl. I mean, your second year. Do you think about like life after football? Are you like trying to build up your social media for that whole side of the thing? Or are you thinking about things that you'll do after football or are you just so focused on football right
1: now? You always have, you know, you always try to at least have a plan, um, things that you can do after. So some of the things that I plan on doing is um, either being a college coach or being an NFL coach or is opening my own gym and training guys, offensive alignment or train, me training the offensive linemen and having other people training different positions in my own gym.
0: What are you looking forward to doing after you win the Super Bowl?
1: Mm, probably take a week or two off, you know, get – Wasted every day, <laughs> yeah. A lot of
0: casamigos,
1: <laughs> yeah. A lot of casamigos, tequila, and the start back training. Just getting ready for the next year. And take well, I want to take. I also, if COVID and things let me and let, let us be, I want to take a trip, um, to Mexico
0: anywhere where it's warm,
1: yeah. Anywhere where it's warm, just get out of this. All oh, this cold and stuff. I heard we're supposed to have snow tonight, matter of fact.
0: Oh, geez. Well, you know, just mm-hmm. in time. What sort of advice do you have for kids coming up who want to, you know, be where you're at?
1: Well, really, whatever it is, whatever your dreams is, uh, just make sure you chase them. And just don't listen to people when they tell you only this, this percentage of people or this type of people can do certain things. Just uh, chase your dreams and make sure make sure you're working hard while... while you believe in your dreams and not just dreaming. You feel I me? Mean? Just mm. make sure you're working hard for the things that you want to do.
0: Did you have people in your life who like kind of put down the idea of, of you going to the next level?
1: Yeah. People always was like, well, my teachers and just different people they were like, yeah, you know, only 1% of people make it to the NFL. So you got to have a plan B plan C and um, me. Well, once I said I can go to college, once I f- figured that I can go to college, I was like, all right, I'm gonna go to college i to make sure I get this on my ACT make sure I do my grades make sure I work out and all that so and also getting, getting scholarships from high school only one percent or a handful do that so I feel like I push myself in in high school to get to the position that i that I am today so just no yeah just working hard make sure you believe in yourself and don't let nobody tell you what you can and can't do
0: I love it man. I love it. How many dogs are you going to get after you after your one?
1: Yeah, probably about two or three more. Give, yeah. give my dog some brothers and sisters.
0: Yeah, there you go. There you go, man. Yeah. Well, you're going to need some more of those uh, cars because I have a feeling that one's not going to last too much longer the way your dog's
1: chasing around your kitchen. <laughs> yeah, he just bit a hole in it right before we got off. Did he? <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, no treats for him tonight. Most definitely. <laughs> Cool man. Well, hey, I appreciate you. Uh, I'll let you know when this is going up, and thanks for uh, thanks for hanging. This was fun. All
1: right, bet. Appreciate it, man.
0: Cool. And we'll get that ice fishing done after the Super Bowl. All right. All right, bet. All right, later, man. And that is it for this week's episode of the Cripes Cast. You can follow Elton Jenkins on Instagram. That's at e l g t o n j. 74. Follow him on Instagram. And you can also follow the Cripescast on Instagram and Twitter. That's at Cripescast. Uh, get up to date on all of our interviews. And we also have video components and all that deal. And we're going to be doing a lot more. So follow the Cripescast on Instagram, Twitter. And thank you so much for listening. If you could rate the podcast and comment, I would love you to Reese's Pieces. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this week's episode of the Cripescast. And we will see you next week.
1: So roll out. down and just keep her moving it's on wisconsin the badgers say it's the old wisconsin jubilee
0: you know sometimes when you're ice fishing you put your foot into walleye hole and go ass over tea kettle and you think you're done no you gotta keep her moving